Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, good evening and welcome to Helping Others Tate Conference Call Number for March 16, 2017 at 7.36 p.m. Your board operator, Nicholas your moderator is Paul Sr. Here's the Bibb incision. This may inspire burn, false witness, misrepresentation, posting of public public forums is forbidden. It shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict and false allegations. There anyone attends at today's meeting as a member, agent of any law enforcement agency, or public agency of the federal, state, county, city, or township agency is present. Is there any responsibility system for the first time? Here and none. Committee is brought bearing false witness, misrepresentation, post inflammatory acts, public forums. This revenge shall be addressed in an appropriate manner to eliminate all conflict and false allegations. There are no intent days made as member, agent of any law enforcement agency or public agency of federal, state, county, city, or township agencies present. And is there any responsibility decision for the second time? Here and on third and final time, this meeting is brought bearing false witness, misrepresentation, posting inflammatory acts, and public forums is forbidden shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. Eliminate all conflict of false allegations there anyone in attendance at today's meeting. As a member or agent of any law enforcement agency or public agency in federal, state, county, city, or township agencies present. Their responsibility session for the third and final time. Here none. Here is the join me number for tonight. That number is going to be join.me forward slash uh, 864 dash disappeared for a second. Two seven four dash three five nine. Again, that's eight six four dash two seven four dash three five nine. Somebody's got a clock or something going in the background. Or... Uh, this is Emily Gay. I'm driving, uh, so I'll meet myself. Ah, that's who's doing the noise. Thanks. Yep. All, right. All right. With that, Mr. Moderator, your floor, sir. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you, everyone, for being on tonight. Is uh, Paul on tonight? Uh, John, are you on? Yes. Yes. Uh, Buck on tonight? Linda? Yes. Ian? Yes, here. 
We know Emily's on. Uh, Joe, Jesse? Yes. Yes. And uh, Richard? Cindy? Cindy's not on tonight? Okay. And Narveen, have you got anyone with you from uh, Illinois tonight? Yeah, I'm here, and Liz Combs is there. I'm very happy to hear that. And I believe Steve, he said um, that he's going to get on the call. He has a class, so he said he's going to get on the call, but it all depends because he's hurt his leg also. So I don't know, but at least we've got the two of us. Okie doke. That's very good. Uh, I'm going to turn this call over to Linda tonight. She has one more lesson of... uh, material that she's found on history that uh, is quite surprising. We went over together on Monday night. <laughs> so, Linda, it's uh, your floor. All righty. Let me, let me get this phone together here. Okay. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Thank you. Um, Nick is going to put up uh, the first document. And it is a three-page document that came off the internet, and I have the um, the website for it. I'm pretty sure I've got the website for it. And it's it is PDF. it's supposed to be. Oh, go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. It's a PDF. It's a PDF. Yes, it's a PDF. Okay, and I think and, I got um, the right one on the screen. Uh, that is exactly right. Thank you. Um, if I may. How do I get on the site? I can't, I beg your pardon. Go to your web browser. Clear out yeah. everything at the top that says www.yahoo.com or whatever your home page is and put in join.me forward slash. I'm going to go pull the numbers. I don't remember. The number is 864-2. Three, five, nine. Now there's a dash in between those numbers, sets of numbers. So it's join.me forward slash in your web browser. 864-274-359. Thank you. Hit your enter key note. See right our screen. Very good. Thank you. You're welcome. Linda, you may proceed. Thank you. Um, Well, anyway, this is a three-page booklet, and that's what they call it. And it is a a very brief introduction to the judicial system in Illinois. Very, very cool. Anyway, they have a short little overview, I think a sentence or two about the overview of the court system, and then um, the last last little description uh, thing there is a synopsis of how a case comes to trial, and that's a short thing. Then And then it goes into the history. On the second page, um, the history of the 18th Judicial Circuit, and then it goes, goes, to talk, it goes on to talk about the, um, the county courthouse being a tradition in the an American tradition, and um, I think most of us have seen county courthouses 
They're very, very cool. Some of them are, some of them are very old, and some of them are new, of course. But the very old ones are are more interesting. Very, very, very elaborate in some cases. Anyway, um, this one is DuPage County, and it was uh, when it was created in 1839. Naperville, DuPage's oldest community was selected to serve as the first um, county's first seat of government and um, the site of the first courthouse. So in 1848 it was constructed. Wait a minute, 1888 the construction of the railroad through Wheaton prompted a movement to change the county seat. Okay. Yeah, 1848. That was, you know, like 10 years later. So two hotly contested elections were held. This is very interesting, so get a load of this. On this issue, one in 1857 and one in 18, the second in 1867. Um, although Naperville won the election in 1857, Wheaton prevailed by a mere 29 votes in 1867. On election day, emotions ran so high that one man was killed in a rock-throwing incident. Very oh tragic for that. Yeah, I know. So emotions were ran very, very high. And I know that in Michigan, up in um, one of the northern counties, uh, one community had been the county seat for decades and decades and decades. And then there was a movement in this county to make Cadillac the county seat. Well, they got, they got guns and they went to Cadillac and they got the, the records. Or they went to uh, Manton. No, they went to Manton. And they got the records and uh, moved them to Cadillac. And then they did the same thing. They went, the big people from Manton went and got the records and moved them back to Manton. And finally, they, they moved them back to Cadillac again. And that's what the county seat is now today. Anyway, in this case, in this case, it goes on on the next page to tell you about how they came and they got all the records and they ran away, ran away from, ran away from uh, Naperville with them and ran to uh, Wheaton. And they dropped some of them. They dropped some of them, and then and the the, the people from Naperville picked them up and and stored them in um, oh, Chicago, I think it was. Anyway, go to the next page, Nick, and you can probably catch that. And you guys can read this on your own and get the whole story. Um, if you could go to page three, Nick. Hmm. Am I? Uh, no, I just had to give a hand with somebody for a second going down the stairs, so I'll be right back. All right. All right. I'm going to go on three now. Sorry, Linda. Yeah, okay. Page three, it describes how the, the six volumes that were dropped in the street, they grabbed them and they put them in, they would, you know, put them for safekeeping in the Cook County Recorder's Office. Then they were destroyed in the fire, the great Chicago fire. Yikes. Anyway. Okay, now, and you can take this little article and uh, read it and use it as a, an instruction or however you see fit. We'll send this one to you. Okay. Read the whole thing and use it. Um, next um, document, please. What are we going to, Linda? PDF or Word or what? Yeah, the Word documents. We can go to 
uh, the Virginia Charter. That would be nice. Now, I must tell you, Narveen, I did get a copy of, Nar of Virginia Charter. Several, mm -hmm. actually, several different, several different copies. But I went ahead and put this one together in a in a document, and um, it's two different two different websites that have the Virginia Charters. The one for 1609, the one from 16, I mean 1606, um, 1609, and 1612. And Nick has the one up here uh, at the at the top. This is the one from Bartleby. And this is the 1606 charter. It's the very first one, and um, one should read these to to get the full history of your of your state. And um, this one, I will read just a little bit of the. Well, in this document, I'll read some of the um, highlighted items. This one it says this charter granted by King James I on April 10, 1606, to be to, to the oldest of the English colonies in America is a typical example of the documents issued by the British government authorizing guess guess who adventurers <laughs> I find that I find that um, very interesting very interesting words okay adventurers to establish plantations yes well what's your comment on that one I'm applying for that word <laughs> I want to be an adventurer <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you probably you probably find it, you're probably chuckling about the same <laughs> for the same reason I am. <laughs> anyway, and okay. Well, anyway, the, the British government, the king, actually authorizes adventurers to establish plantations, and this is so they may live in the New World. Okay, and the name Virginia was at that time applied to all that part of North America claimed by Britain. Okay, now that probably includes, um, well, no, it does not, does not include just yet, from sea to sea. Okay, and then it goes on, and there's, it goes on in section four, five, six, and you can scroll down, Nick, because I'm not going to read this. Very, very interesting. If you read through this, you'll find out a lot of information, and it'll give you a great understanding of your your state, I think. Anyway, this next one is from a, a different website. That Actually, the next two, the 1609 and the 1612 ones I got from a, a different site, and it has a little bit of a, a longer introduction. It has the same introduction for 1609 and 1609. Or 1612. So I'll read. I'll basically read this one, and then you can read the charter. But there's there's one thing I want to point out before, is the C to C provision in the 1609 one, and I think I have a map of that. And there's a line that Virginia shows the claim of Virginia from the Atlantic uh, on a line going. In between the two Carolinas, about about in the between the two Carolinas, not exactly, and because they weren't, of course, they weren't formed as states then, but it was uh, from ocean to ocean. It looks like it's from ocean to ocean, and I, I'll get a map one of these days, and I'll show you the map with the um, that line on it, and then the northern line, it goes from right about the Boston area. 
the, the Boston colony and the Virginia colony kind of overlap just a little bit on the shore there. And um, the uh, northern line heading west actually goes on a 45-degree angle, and it includes all of Michigan, it looks like, not all, not quite all the northern part of the northern peninsula. Or maybe it does. Let me think about that. I'd have to get the map out and look at it. But anyway, it goes on a 45-degree angle, and if that one goes from sea to sea, then that has to end up somewhere near Alaska in the Bering, in the Bering Straits, maybe. Who knows? But anyway, one of these days I'll get that out, and I'll, I will... Um, Present that to our our, uh, our little uh, meeting, but this introduction reads: Virginia received three charters, 1606, 1609, and 1612. The differences among the three charters lie primarily in the territorial jurisdiction of the company. Not okay. You know that little circle there, Nick, that says. I have a little circle in my words. You know what I'll do? I'll get my I'll get mine up and I'll read it. It'll be easier for me to read it. There is um, no circle in my words. You might have seen my cursor there. Well, it says you in one of them. One it says NL, and the other one it says plus six. And I don't know why I have that in my. Oh. That's okay. I got my document up. Let me take the text down one size. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. Well, that's very perfect. Thank you very much. Now I can I can see most of the words. Okay. It reads, uh, let's see. The differences among the three charters lie primarily in the territorial jurisdiction of the company, um, not in the right to govern the colony. So these were companies you have to remember there were companies and there were colonies. The colonies is where the people lived that worked for the company. And, of course, the company is, is a stockholder, you know, stockholder company in England. And uh, King of England was pri- primarily, um, you know, probably the primarily, primary uh, stockholder. And I imagine we could look up those stockholders these days, too. Um, Anyway, in 1609, the C2C provision was inserted. And in 1612, jurisdiction was extended eastward from the Virginia shores to include the islands, such as Bermuda, um, in the Atlantic. Uh, From the outset, the Virginia Company was granted the authority to govern its own colony. A ruling council in England composed of members of the Joint Stock Company who were usually merchants of great distinction was formed immediately after King James granted or King James I granted the charter of 1606. The counselors were appointed ostensibly by the king but in reality were nominated by the membership or more often by the inner executive group of the company. So they had great control and um, I think most of these people were called the landed gentry. Well, anyway, continues read, uh, continue reading on. The council in England issued instructions to the first settlers appointing a colonial council to make daily direct decisions. This group proved ineffective, and a governor, um, Lord Delaware, was eventually appointed. Acting under the council in England, the governor had absolute power. 
the authority to establish or alter a government in Virginia was based upon the charter granted by the king. In this sense, the king delegated some of his powers to others. So that, that makes it very interesting. And um, when we were going over this on Monday, we were looking at some of the names, and, and um, one of the names we found was Sir Robert Payne, a knight. Another name was, I'll just go over a couple of these, Ralph, Ralph Harrison, a Perkins, um, uh, Thomas Forrest. So anyway, some of these names are still around today. And that is about the end of the the charters. There's the charter of 1612. You can skip down to that one, Nick. That's about page 48. And the same introduction is there. And then I'm going to skip down to the bottom because there's a little special thing at the bottom. And it is called instructions. That is on about page, let's see, oh, I'm sorry, Nick, I gave you the wrong page number. It was, okay, this is page 45 of page 48. This is where I am now. Instructions for the Virginia Colony, 1606. The first decade of the 17th century, England began a second round of colonizing attempts. This time, joint stock companies were used as a vehicle to plant settlements rather than giving extensive grants to the landed proprietor, such as Gilbert or Raleigh, uh, whose attempts at colonization in the 1570s and the 1580s had failed. I spoke about this before. They made so many attempts. Well, they finally got around to, to um, straighten. They straightened themselves out, and they kind of had the same idea as the, the Pilgrims did. And after the starving time, they they gave opportunities to individual men and um, made them responsible for feeding their own families and so on. So there were so so many people starving at that time. Okay, although they had other problems. Uh, the the um, Virginia marked the beginning of a 25-year period in which every colony in the New World, hmm, there's some, somebody need to say something? I'll continue reading. Yeah, is there somebody that needs to mute here? Yeah, you're just picking up somebody in the background, so just... What should whoever I do? Wants. Just keep here's reading. Have you got the page you're reading on? Yeah, we're on page uh, 63 of 99 because mine's different than when she... I'm in screen mode so you guys can read it better. Book four. Oh, it's different. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, well, anyway, the New World, okay, it was established by means of a joint stock company. We already knew that part. I just read that on the other introduction. A variety of motives intensified the colonizing impulse. International rivalry, propagation of religion, that happened all over the, the colonies. Um, 
enlarged opportunity for individual men, but none exceeded that of trade and profit. That was the one that was most um, most uh, attractive to everyone. Okay, the companies were created to make a profit. They're in their investment. Investments in the colonies were based on this assumption. Early in the 1630s, merchants and investors discovered they could employ their money in other more rewarding enterprises. After 1631, therefore, no colony was founded by mercantile enterprise. But by that date, the enterprisers had left a legacy of colonization that was to endure. By that time, they were good. In these instructions, um, for the Virginia Company, the power of Spain and the fear derived from past failures invade every line. The detail and precision of the instructions reflect the work of the experienced men, Richard um, Hackle, Hackleyut, the younger, for example, probably had a, a hand in writing them. Anyway, it was it's very interesting. You can you can read these on your own because we will send this to you. And um, I'll just read the first uh, sentence or so. And it, and it reads, As we doubt not that you will have a special care to observe the ordinances set down by the King's Majesty and delivered unto you under the privy seal, for so for you better direct upon your first landing. We have thought good to recommend unto your care these instructions and articles following. Um, when we shall please God to send you to the coast of Virginia, etc. Anyway, it's very, very interesting, and I think you'll like it. You'll like it. And you might get a chuckle out of this, too. The last, the last line is, for every plantation with our which our heavenly Father has not planted, shall be rooted out. And that was on page, that's on the last page, Nick. <laughs> you can, you can uh, go down to that and they can see that last last little paragraph. Lastly and chiefly, they say this. They start off the sentence that way. Mm, let's see, I'm trying to find I, it because somehow I got off I have, and that thing screwed up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, okay, I'll wait. Last paragraph. What page are you on again, Linda? Because I had to jump into a different mate mode, so I had a book for it. Yeah, I'm on page 48. I'm on my last, my last page. Oh, 48. 48. Okay. My okay. last page is 48, so you can go on your on the last page. All right. Just double check. Raise the bottom, the bottom paragraph. There it oh, is. Yeah. Lastly, okay. and highlight. Yeah. Okay. Lastly and simply, the way to prosper and achieve good success to make yourself all of one mind. Now that I think is a really important point right there. That point we should keep our mind today. For the good of your country and your own you have to serve serve God. Anyway. Somebody's got their phone on the background and they're Keeps picking up the background noise, so star six yourself on your phone or hit your mute button. Thank you. Oh, thank you. There we go. This was that last paragraph up there again that she was reading. I'm <laughs> sorry, yeah. Go there. 
Okay, I'll, I'll read it over again. I, I didn't really intend to, but I will. Uh, lastly and chiefly, the way to prosper and achieve good success is to make yourself all of one mind for the good of your country and your own and to serve and fear God, the giver of all goodness. And then the last phrase, for every plantation which our Heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted out. <laughs> anyway, those were instructions from the king saying to his subjects, you know, and actually he was like treating them like children. Anyway, I thought, I thought you'd enjoy that. And um, we will send this on to you. This is just a document that I put together from, from the Internet and the, um, uh, the uh, links are in here so you can go right to the, the site. Okay, next one. Next one is interesting too. Now, the one I the one I'd like to go through right now. Let's see next is um, the Constitution comparison one, and I would like to ask first, Darvine, do you know what I I I mean by that? No. Take a guess. Constitution comparison. Yeah, the um, okay, the eighteen eighteen and uh, eighteen forty eight, and um, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes, and yes. then there's one in between. The third one I forgot which year, but I think the fourth one is nineteen twenty, if I'm not mistaken. Um, eighteen seventy and nineteen seventy. Okay. Oh, 1870, 1970, so I was off. Yes. And the one okay. that's a problem is the one that we are facing with right now at this point with the independent maps and the gerrymandering that I Illinois is so famous for. The reason why oh. the judge actually, uh, uh, you know, rejected the signatures of 600,000 people on a petition it was all because yeah. of a clause in that 1970 um, constitution. Right, right. But the one well, that we I... are opted on, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the one that we are opting on, on our, in our assembly is the organic one, 1818. That's the one, we've yes. put, that's the one that we are based on. Sure, yes, exactly. And the, the 1971... And the 1871 and the 1848 one, if there are things in there that are repugnant to the Constitution or they're not um, lawful, if they're, if they're unlawful, mm -hmm. I don't think you need to worry too much about that as we're going along in our reorganization of our counties and our states and the nation. I think that will... the, the Unlawful things will be automatically, almost automatically uh, dropped. Anyway, I will get back to this. What I have is a document that I just made up for Michigan, and I, I adapted it for Illinois, and I put the, the I made the tile con comparison constitutions of Illinois, and I put four columns in, and then I used leaves. I oak leaves. The oak tree is your oak is your state tree. Anyway, I used a little symbol. I used a little symbol. If you can see it on the uh, to divide 
I started out by putting the little symbol at the top of each one, and then I put your title of each constitution. And the brackets in the 1871 mean that it wasn't actually in the official copy that I found. So I put it in brackets. It means it doesn't, wasn't really there, but it was the Constitution for 1870. And the same thing for the Constitution for 1970. It wasn't really dated. But the first one was dated, um, and it does say Constitution of Illinois of 1818. The second one says Constitution of Illinois hyphen then I put a little a little separation again to the leaves and then the preamble. The first one they didn't label it preamble. That was um the territory. And the second one, third one, and fourth one, they actually labeled it preamble. Mm-hmm. And if you see the top line of um the second, third and fourth one, it, it basically is the same. We the people of the state of Illinois. We, the people of the state of Illinois. And then if you go on and you compare the rest of this, it's basically basically the same in the second, third, and fourth one. The first one's a little different, but the first one does start out, and I highlighted that in yellow, the first line. The people of the Illinois Territory. So anyway, this is a, if you can scroll up just a little bit, Nick. So at that time, it is all territory and was not made the state. Right, yeah. And Okay, right there, Nick. Okay, see this? Um, to form a constitution and state government in the 1818, or yeah, the 1881. Then the 1848 oh, one, yeah. it says 18... To form a more perfect well, government. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I see 1850 there uh, outside the box. Yeah, to form a more perfect government, yeah. Anyway, I didn't get over to the the 18... Oh, you know what? The bottom... Hey, Nick? Mm -hmm. Excuse me, Linda? Go ahead. Is there a... I think yes, those ma'am. are Michigan dates. Those are Michigan dates. Yeah. Oh. I think you left them at the bottom. Yeah, at the bottom there's Michigan dates there, Nick, and I was going to yeah. ask you if you could change 
and and as as you as you um, take this document, because I'll give it to you just the way it is. You can change it to, your, to however you see fit, and do some comparisons. So Nick, scroll down to page the bottom of page two, and then page three is is empty and ready for you. Mm-hmm. And I I put a little, I put a little um, do not copy working copy on it equals working copy. So you can change it however you like and, and use it or just tuck it away and for a future project. But this is something that could be worked on a little bit. Oh, this little is bit. perfect. This is perfect. Um, yeah, what do you Do you like it? I, lo- I love it. And I love your little uh, oak trees. The oak leaves. <laughs> it's so it, sweet. It, yeah, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad. Now, yes, it's Illinois, very nice. Thank you. Do you have do you have oak tree as your tree? Um, I I don't know. I do. I'm assuming it is. I'm. I like the. I mean, I've been after the 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 wonderful little flower. I love the goldenrod, but they uh, oh. missed on the goldenrod, and because it, of the you know the feeling of allergies, so they chose yeah. the uh, prairie violet. And that's actually a beautiful uh, flower too, but not as sure, dramatic as the um, as the goldenrods. Oh sure, well, you might you might be able to find something that looks kind of like that and use that instead. You no, know? no, no. That would be- this is perfect. I think it's the oak tree, and then you have the cardinal. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. What do you have? Well, what is yours? Your plant and your tree. What is that? Okay, we've got Robin. The um, what is the, what is the, our tree? I come to mind right now. Oh, I I think I, it's the apple I want, blossom. I want to emphasize something here, though. Oh, what's that? Uh, what, the rule is that if the earlier constitution has something that a later constitution doesn't have, it still applies, unless yes. it is uh. Expressly, um, what's the word? Repealed. Oh, okay. okay. And I don't I haven't seen that happen at all in any constitutions, in later constitutions. So uh, just remember that um, they do a little sleight of hand by leaving stuff out in later constitutions. And if you don't know you uh, the earlier constitution, you don't know you have that right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that will that will come your way too. Now, I did send Nick one more document, and I just sent that to you, Nick. It was um, the five-page document in the um, in the email, and I call it Illinois Lecture three sixteen seventeen. And this is a, this is just a five-page document. I copied I copied a, a website, and it's your website. 19th Circuit Court, State of Illinois, and it's the prehistory. So it goes through the early history. If you could, do you, do you find it, Nick? I should ask you that first before I continue on here. Well, give me 30 seconds to get this. All righty. Okay, well, I'll talk a little bit about it. I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, I put, uh, I use the oak leaves in here, too. Anyway, um, it's got the on this website, it has the Illinois prehistory, early beginnings, uh, 
early U.S. history, Illinois early U.S. history, and it has a map, really cool map. And um, then it has, um, oh, let's see. I've got some. I've got some other links at the bottom. On page five, I, I put some other links in here for you that are that do apply to that same website. I didn't copy the whole website. And then below that, I put um, some other. There's a an archive dot dot org book. I'm it's seeing a good book. Your screen. I, I know. I don't know what happened to my screen. All I'm seeing is sushi. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be oh. paused for a few seconds while I get in my email. I'm sorry. Oh, that's good. We'll be back in a second here as soon as I get my email up. This sushi looks good. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. It's a, it's a screen sushi. A screen sushi, right? There is, there is this really good book. It is... Um, uh, it has a lot of facts on Illinois history in it, and uh, you may check the facts, you know, fact check for accuracy with other books. But this one was um, has some information on Illinois judicial history from 1818 to 1847. Oh, which was the name of the book? It's um. Oh, you know what? I I couldn't download it. It's it's history of Illinois, and it doesn't say. It doesn't say in the um, in the link. I just didn't write. I didn't type it in. I didn't type it in. You'll have to you'll have to go to that website and find out the exact name of it. Okay, don't worry, you'll, we will. You can click on the link and follow it. And then there's okay. another one. Ar- archive.org. This is about courts and lawyers. Another judicial history um, book, and it actually is a, a, a set. It's just volume two of a set, and it may be useful. And then, um, let's see. I give you um, uh, uh, MichiganDeJure.org website also. Mm-hmm. It's under documents. Go to our documents of authority on that website, and you can download any of the books that are there. There's mm-hmm. a number of books you could go to you can get on that website. But the one I'd like to point out to you right now, and I put you a link to that put you, uh, in, in this document, I put a link to the Arthur Stansberry book. Um, it's the book of federal catechism, America's book of federal catechism. And What's the name of it? Pages. Is federal uh-huh. catechism is the name of it? Oh, it's Arthur Stansberry's book of federal catechism. I'll get the exact name of the book if you give me a moment here. But what it is, this is 88 pages, and it is, um, Nick could probably put it up on the screen, but he can do that at the end of the end of the lecture. It, um, it starts out with a question and then an answer. A question and an answer. And it's 88 pages of that, and it's on our history and our... Um, our federal constitution, and that's the way they used to teach back then. Um, no, Webster has one also. The federal catechism is in his, uh, at the end of the Blueback Spellers. 
interesting. You can find those online too. I found a few of them. Anyway, what I'm trying to find right now is the name of the book. My computer is not working for me. I'm trying to find the title page so I can give you the exact here. It's called Elementary Catechism of the Consti- on the Constitution of the United States for the Use of Schools. And that is, you can get that by clicking on the link that I gave you in this document and, and going to the, um, the website. You can download it from our website. And you can find it on archive.org too. Okay. If you can't find, if you can't find it, then let let, let Joe know, and and we'll make sure that you get it. Okay, Nick, do you have this document up on screen yet? Mm. What was it tonight? Oh, there it is. There it is, right there. Lecture three sixteen seventeen. Basically, I want to go over the first page, and they can go oh, over the rest open. of the stuff. Sorry, oh, it is. Page one. I didn't see it come up. To pre-U.S. history. So you're looking at, okay, 1600. Mm-hmm. Or early 1700. This is um, one of the dates in here, 1699, 1722, 1763. This is the Indian tribes. Now, this is very interesting because our um, French settlers and Spanish settlers and some of the early English settlers um, were friends with the Indians and knew, knew their, their codes, knew their, their structure, knew their um, uh, structure of their judicial system, for example. And they had communal codes of conduct. And uh, and we use some of that, especially the what is it the Iroquois um, Constitution? Remember that, Nick? Oh no, I'm sorry. This is fascinating. Yeah, it was. Um, well, we use some of the principles in our our own institutions and so on. But of course, um, you know the uh, English common law came this way, and the Anglo-Saxon common law came this way, and so on and so forth. And then um, they go on to talk in here in this article about Spain and France and their provincial council, 1722. You know, they already had set up on the frontier, the French frontier and the Spanish frontier, their own own country's judicial system, and they all had to had to work all this out. And um, Especially when uh, Virginia ceded the territory, and there were conflicts. Some, some of them, you know, they had conflicts, and and then eventually they got settled down. And in, during the colonial times, around 1778, George Rogers Clark claimed the Illinois, Illinois Territory as part of the Republic of Virginia, and judges were elected. They set up the courts of appeal and and so on. Very, very interesting. If you could get some of the, and that, and that's one of the reasons, one of the reasons I, I have at the bottom of the page, 
uh, those those links for you to go to to get those books. You could probably in those books find a really good example of the early courts and to to um, maybe to to base your your courts on in your state. But sure, but I see what you say over here that was unsuccessful attempts to impose English common law led to the resumption of the custom of Paris. I wonder what the custom of Paris is. Yeah, I'd like to know that too. Interesting, huh? Yes, very much. Because um, So it's almost like... um, I'm also very interested to know what the... the, um, uh, indigenous people, what was there? The Meskwaki. I think there was a Meskwaki there. Yeah. Or, or the Algonquin. Right. What was their system of of um, judicial system? Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you got to... That, that would be very interesting to see that. And then... Um, that, so you, you can go right to the website. You know, at the top of the page, you have to click on that that site, and mm-hmm. it's um, and this is this is from the Ninth Circuit Court, but it's a general history. So that actually mm-hmm. applies to the whole state, the whole state at the beginning. And then the second part is um, the early beginnings, and you can go ahead and read that yourself, and yeah. um, go right to the mm-hmm. website if you like. May I, yeah, may I please mention something here uh, where it says the colonial times on the third, second line, a majority of four, which is what a quorum is, was needed for a decision. That's a great line, um, you know, because we were talking about that at, at the Illinois Assembly. What's a quorum? And uh, yeah. they... Zen Master Dave had said that it was a majority of four. We have that written right here um, in um, 1778. So this is a very good number, very good time uh-huh. to, to as an as an authority to use that. Yes, yes, that's right. Right. Anyway, um, this is good information to have just to put in your brain. As we're going along, we then look at our Northwest, you know, look at the um, the documents of authority that we have. If you go to our website, the um, michigandesire.org and the firstmichiganassembly.info website, you will find the documents of authority. And then, and then of course, we take those documents and bring them forward. But we have our own, we have our state covenant, and if you read that, that's very, very specific. And the example of that is on the website, and the example of the county covenant is on the website also. And then the example of the three documents that you use to have people become members and electors and jurors. And those are very, very specific. They've got very specific language in them, especially the first page of your county covenant. That's very specific language and it was word crafted. Where is that? Or, I don't see it. Uh, but okay, I, probably, I don't I, Yeah, I'd probably I, find it then on your link. 
first Michigan website, first Michigan Assembly dot info website. Am I saying that right, Nick? Yeah. Am I, am I, okay. All right. I just want to make sure I have that. Numeral one. Yeah. First. Yeah. And and oh, never even know how to get to that one. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm familiar. Yeah, you're familiar with that. So, and that notice that goes into the the newspaper. I was I was looking at that the other day. Uh, I was looking at Michigan, Michigan's, and I was comparing what um, our county put in the um, the paper and what we were sent by the state. You see this? You see, as it happened, as it happened, we, our state was put together, and um, then. Uh, we decided that we needed a covenant, and we did the county covenant and the state covenant, and the assembly then kind of came together, kind of came together, and um, as a body to be become a permanent a permanent body. And then, as the the population grew, as the membership grew. Then there happened to be, oh, enough members for this county, and then, oh, enough members for that county, and then enough members for our county. It was really cool. And then we um, uh, then we became a settled county with a petite grand jury, or petite, petite jury, I shouldn't say mm-hmm. grand jury, because the grand, grand jury is state level. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we just started our, started establishing our, uh, routine for our assembly meetings and so on um, in, in our county, and it it was very exciting, very exciting. And then we then we decided as time wore on, and the um, oh, we had no rebuttals, none whatsoever. Nobody said anything, and our notices ran in the. Um, the legal news, and I, as I, as I, as I compared it, um, it was exactly the way the state had um, uh, gave given it to us. So, and we went through, and we made sure every period was, and every comma, and every capital letter, every under, and we made sure it was perfect before we let them print it, because we made sure that we we proofed it before they printed it, and um, and we had no problems whatsoever, but. As time wore on, <laughs> this this whole thing with the um, uh, legal newspapers printing it became just a bit of a problem because in the background, lawyers had seen what we had done for the a number of counties already, and they started getting on the newspapers and not wanting them to print it. So what we did is we just gathered the rest of our counties, did some research. And and made Michigan Mackinac territory. All the rest of the counties went in there. So that's and we we and we published our notice on that one too. So that was that was an exciting time. Anyway, um, this is basically basically it. And I would like Joe to send you um, the four things that I prepared for you tonight. And that will be the end of my um, basically my history lessons. If we do any more history lessons, we'll just, we'll just have to talk about it sometime. 
not on the it's call. Absolutely, anyway. It's absolutely fascinating, Linda. Yeah, I yield. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Thank you very much, Linda. Uh, Narveen or Liz, have you got any questions or comments concerning what Linda presented tonight? I do, I do, and I've been making notes. Uh, but before I, I, I ask my questions, um, I needed to uh, mention if I, I sent to uh, to is it Joe with the Comsec, the right, and I sent him what I sent the newspaper. It was with the lowercase U and the lowercase S, and we proved it, and everything was the way we wanted it. But when they printed it. They made the change. So uh, yes. I'm thinking of actually going back to them and say, "Listen, this is not what we. This is an important issue with us, and see if they're going to run it again." But um, you know, I, I was wondering if we needed to make any changes on it too before we do that. So I sort of um, kept them, you know, hold for a bit. But um, so I just want to mention that out. Linda, I think it was you who had uh, uh, got the section out where it talks about judges' elections. And there was something that you had identified, a couple of lines in, I think, our previous, and you had actually mentioned it. I didn't notice it, and you had just mentioned it. You said, look at this line. It's about the judges' um uh, elections. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, did I have it in a document? It was Here. one of these things that you had, uh, you know, uh, had put up there. So it, I'll, I can search all the information that you've sent and try to locate it, but I thought maybe in case you had it, you know, you knew where it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, but yeah, I have no something that I sent. And Joe, Joe has it too. Yeah. Now, this yeah. is Joe. Yeah. If I may, I, I sent uh, what you told what you had sent as far as, far as your notice on to I believe maybe Linda, Nick, and Paul Senior. Okay. So that they could review it, and I, if I remember right, when we had that issue where they changed things after proof, we made them re-issue um, it correctly without any cost. Without any cost, correct? Yes, I, yes. We had one that's... issue, and I don't, I don't think it was at the national, uh, the uh, I can't remember. I think it was at the Michigan level. But I can't remember which notice it was, whether it was for uh, the state or the territory, but we had one issue likewise. And I oh, yield. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll have to, uh, I can, I suppose, you know, let them know that we're dissatisfied for them to be changing the uh, things. Yeah. Um, there is one other thing that I don't know where I'm going to find it. When I went to um, to give my, you know, to read it into the courthouse, into the county, the court, 
recording recorders which are meeting they have a county board meeting and you have three minutes so i went there and i read it in there and he in opened it up with a confrontation by making a statement that narveen is going to be talking about common law there is he just had two sentences and the second sentence is that there is no common law in illinois and what I did is I ignored that sentence because I knew it was all nonsense. Um, and I'm thinking that he's talking about common law marriage, and we don't have common law marriage in America in uh, in Illinois. But I um, I don't know if he was talking of something else, and I've not been able to locate that sentence. What gave him the authority to make that sentence that there is no common law in Illinois. He just made it up? No. You have to go back to him and request where he got it from. Because it sounds like he's just playing boss. Right. Uh, if I may, this is Joe again. I think I've heard this discussion at several different levels, and the courts do not run under common law. They could run under criminal law. They can't have common law in their building. If, am I not mistaken on that, Nick, or anyone else on, our, on the call? Um, they, you ask them what one is this court running under, and it's going to be criminal law. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I think that's what I understood, and that's why how the Portage Division of Kalamazoo Court, why when we stated what we did, they ended up closing that court down because he asked, "Are you running this as a criminal court or a civil court?" Which is same same as somewhat same as common law. Common law is with the people. Is it not? Mm-hmm. Paul Jr. Go ahead. Yes, Paul, go ahead. Yes, what it is, is, is since the 1930s, it's been public policy is what they focused on. That's the thing mm-hmm. where they will not revert to court cases prior to 1930s. They will mm-hmm. not revert to most documents prior to 1930s. They will not revert to most situations prior to 1930s. And if you notice, mm-hmm. most state constitutions were wrote in the 1960s and later. So most of that focuses around public policy. And in the interim of public policy, they focus on administrative procedures, administrative matters, administrative law, administrative this, is what they mostly focus on. So that's where a lot of this is going to end up going. And the thing is, is that if somebody says, well, we don't have common law in the state of Illinois, show me. That's the thing. I was uh, reading your email you sent out earlier about these judges. Mm-hmm. The thing is, by what authority do you say this? What's the basis of your subject matter? What reason do you have in saying something like this? The thing is that anybody speaking like this in this particular matter mm-hmm. is going to base their situation or their 
response on something after 1930. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that in a situation like this, number one, the Constitution, the original Constitution was rolled back, in your case, 1818, or the Constitution for the United States of America was rolled back in 1789. Actually, there was one earlier than that, which is more interesting to study. But the bottom line is, when somebody makes a statement like this, the challenge is, is to ask them, what do you base this on? And most of the time they'll say, well, that's just the way it is. No, it's not. Show me references. Because the bottom line is, when you study this, go back far enough, mm-hmm. their administrative procedures had to come from something. And it was from something earlier in time. And what you're going to end up finding out is that all these administrative procedures, all these court opinions, not facts, but opinions, are based upon something that was started much earlier. And I'll give you a very good example. In There's three statutes of Michigan that deal in common law that I found. And I'll give you an example of one. When you are on a public easement and you come upon somebody in the opposite direction, you must veer to the right-hand side of the road. Very simple. You do it every day. When you operate a vehicle going down the road, somebody's coming at you on a two-lane road, you normally stay to the right-hand side. That's been around for a hundred and some years. That's something out of common law. Mm -hmm. Common sense. So, from here on out, any time where somebody says that Illinois does not have common law, would you please show me your references on what you're making your statement on? Show me the basis of your statement. Show me the basis of your subject matter. Show me by evidence what you're referring to. Because if not, it's just merely an opinion. And I don't mean to insult your intelligence, but would you please show me the basis Mm -hmm. of your references for your subject matter? If they Mm -hmm. don't have it, it doesn't exist. And with that, I yield. Mm -hmm. This would be a good project for a... uh, Paul, what is it for asking for information? I had it on the tip of my tongue. Freedom of Information Act. A FOIA. A FOIA. This is actually oh, wow. a FOIA. If, you, if the county people told you there wasn't any common law, those are the people you need to send a FOIA to and do just like Paul said, ask them for their basis. But their basis in law is that common law does not exist. Wow. That's a brilliant idea. Yes. Because we could actually... Um, go right back to the um, county board meeting and make this a public request. And because you have the three minutes, you know, before, and it's all recorded in, and make it a public request and then follow it up later on. By maybe a couple of visits, they will recognize the fact that there is common law. 
You know, when you're yeah, dealing with these people, you it, it's always appropriate at all times to write letters and get it back in writing. Okay, okay. And then if you run into trouble on down the road, you can always hold that piece of paper up. <laughs> because then that's proof. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the reason I'm saying to go go down to the you know the, the the and read it into the minutes is because typically, at least with this guy, he just ignores you. Mm-hmm. He will not respond. He will not respond. I left so many messages. We want to have our assembly meeting at the county house. Ignored it. Ignored it. Ignored it. And so. Um, it becomes, you know, quite a... Uh, so that's why by going to the county board, you're forcing the issue. You bring it out into the public, and then we can follow it up with a written. If they ignore the FOIA, that's worth $500. I see. This is... This is... Yes. You know, um, in, in my in my opinion, um, some of that ignoring us is actually to our advantage. So you can uh, you can look at that not the way not the way Narveen was speaking of it, but the the, um, the way I'm talking about it is we have um, zero rebuttals from everything that we have published. And that's actually, in my opinion, uh, somewhat to our advantage because it gives us the opportunity to get ourselves more organized in the meantime. I yield. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is there anyone from Michigan that's got any comments or information they'd like to send along tonight to uh, Illinois concerning what Linda's put on or any statements that's been made? Cindy, can I have a question, please? Yes. Um, would this matter not be something that you would want to bring up with the Attorney General of the state as common law? Um, well, I don't know if Liz wants to handle that, but we've got one of the most corrupt Attorney Generals. Uh, it's this Madigan family. And he has been, Mike Madigan has been in office for 52 years. And he got himself in another extension this last. And they don't want to deal with anything that is not used to, you know, their usual stuff. His daughter is Attorney General, Lisa Madigan. It's a very, it's a very, it's part of the reason why Illinois has so much trouble. Is there anyone else from Michigan who's got any comments or questions for Illinois? If I may? Yes. I am not aware of who is on the call completely. I I know a few voices familiar. My name is Chris Ontiveros, 
and I am from the Illinois Assembly. I was asked by the Assembly to make a call this evening to the Michigan call-in to discuss some Assembly business that transpired on Tuesday. I would much prefer to not bring any type of controversy or anything of that effect into your meeting. I would only like to express my contact information and encourage anyone with any questions about our assembly meeting on Tuesday to feel free to contact me. So if you're ready, I will give that information. Very good. My telephone number is 309-798-1287. Okay, and most generally, when are you available? I'm available anytime. I'm up until the wee hours with my work, so anytime is convenient for you is going to be convenient for me. Okay. And uh, you are a member of the Illinois uh, Assembly? That is correct. Actually, he's not. Actually, he's not a member. He says he is now, but he's not a member of the Illinois Assembly. He has left the Illinois Assembly. And he's a self-appointed judge. He's not been elected. If he was part of the Illinois Assembly, he should have been elected. And this is a big problem. Okay. He's not a member of the Assembly. So I object. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the problems that you people seem to be having down there. When we start, if Illinois wants to continue on next Thursday... We are going to start on the basic format of, of uh, forming assemblies. We're going to start from absolute scratch, from square one, and we're going through the entire process all the way up to uh, having the people in place to uh, be able to call a grand jury if necessary. Great. It sounds like a very beneficial call. And I'd be more than happy to be on. And I would encourage anyone from the Michigan Assembly that has any questions about what was just spoken, feel free to call me or anyone else from the Assembly. And I do mean anyone else. Um, I know Robert uh, Goss has been on the Michigan calls in the past. I believe Ken Canan has been on the Michigan calls in the past. There was uh, nine members at the Assembly the other night that could discuss this business pertaining uh, Tuesday evening with anyone from the Michigan Assembly. So feel free to contact them also. would be just fine. Very good. Is there only three, three people on tonight from uh, Illinois? Nick? Thank Nick, you. can you answer that question? I'm going to have to double check right now. Stand by. Yeah, the washer's down. Three. Hold on, I'm standing, checking. Show the phone.
stand by. He's reloading. He doesn't want to. Wants to fight me right now. He's fighting back in a different way. Timed out. Okay. Was there? Is there three people on from Illinois? Liz is still on. Yes. Irving. Yes. And Chris. Okay. Very good. Uh, we're about ready to wrap this call up for tonight. Is there, uh, Darvine, do you want to uh, get together next Thursday night at the yes. same time? Yes, I'd like to, but I'd like you to mute out anybody who's not a member or who's a provocateur trying to get in. Yes. So um, I'd like well, you to consider that. Yes, you would. Uh, uh, I show three and... I will get a hold of you, Nuverine. Thank you very much. Okay. So speak separately on that. Sure. Okay. So we'd like to meet again next week. And I'd uh, like to very much. Okay. Then we'll start over again. We'll okay. Can I have? Can I make a request, please, Joe? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You had sent me the Dylan's rule, which is a very important one. And uh, Paul, you had sent that to me, the Dylan's rule. Yes. And um I would I was wondering, I mean it's, it's just a matter of because I don't know how to scan it onto my computer and if, I was just wondering if you had some time to send it to me as um attachment so I can forward it to the assembly. They need to look at that. You know the Dylan's uh, rule that they made for Yes. Uh, Joe hmm. Joe will have to send that to you after we send If you it. can. Well, because the one that you sent me, um, it showed that it was Dylan's rule, but there wasn't the the. I couldn't open. I couldn't see an attachment. Maybe I didn't see it. Okay. Do you want to try that again, Joe? I just unmuted myself. Yeah. Um, Joe here. I will resend it, but I believe what I sent should have had the attachment. But I'll I'll double check and make sure. If you Joe, if you was, can, otherwise. Otherwise, I'll have that um, uh, the one that Paul has sent. Uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, we we sent that record uh, from from Comsec as stated, <laughs> but yeah. I will double check and make sure that it's something that can be opened. And you need to scan it or just open it and copy it. Sure. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm gonna hold you on that. I know what you need. Thank you, Joe. Well, thank yes, you, everyone, for being on this call tonight. Nick, thank you for running the board. And, Linda, thank you for uh, excellent uh, information from the Virginia Territory. Mm-hmm. Thank you all from Illinois for being on tonight. And thank you all from Michigan for being on tonight. We'll see you next Thursday night, a week from today at uh, 730. So thank you very much, and good night, everyone. Good night, and thank you again, Linda. Thank you. It was an amazing presentation, especially. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for assisting and, us. Yeah, thank you also from Liz here for uh, inviting us in and, and educating us. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Well, keep up this your courage. This is <laughs> thank you. The other states conference call for... Thursday, March the 16th, 2017, at 8.55 p.m. We'll see.
see you next week for the conference call. Funny, I mean, next kid of me, next kid of me, call us special. Thank you. Have a good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.